Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. So everything has changed. We are in a new season, a season of getting ready. Can you see anything in the church that is different? What minute? That, the boards? Oh, the purple? Yes, it's purple now, isn't it? Yes, what has changed? Purple on the altar, right? Yes, Emily. Purple on that beautiful painting. So purple is the color of kings. And it's also the color of getting ready. And we are getting ready for an important mystery. It's going to take us six weeks to get ready. That mystery is so important. Do you know what we're getting ready for? What, Jack? St. Patrick's Day. We are for sure. Absolutely. Bennett, what else? For Easter. We're getting ready for Easter. Absolutely. Yes, Jackson. And the 4th of July is coming up too. Yeah, in the summer. That's right. So watch where I go to get the story. Hmm. In the beginning, the baby was born. God had Mary be the mother of God. Listen to that. That's very important. God chose Mary to be the mother of God. And when the baby looked into Mother Mary's eyes, he already saw the cross. And when he looked into Father Joseph's eyes, he could see the cross, too. Mary and Joseph held the baby close. They gave him all that he needed to eat. They kept him warm. They gave him everything he needed. They kept him safe. And the baby began to grow. When Jesus was about 12 years old, he went to Jerusalem with his family, with Mary and Joseph, and with his neighbors from Nazareth. They traveled three days to get to Jerusalem to celebrate a high holy day. And when the celebration was over, Mary and Joseph and the neighbors and the people from Nazareth went through the tall gates of Jerusalem and headed back home. All of a sudden, Mary and Joseph realized that Jesus wasn't with them. They thought he was playing with his friends along the way. But no one had seen Jesus. So they rushed back to Jerusalem. They looked in the dark alleyways. They looked in the marketplace where they purchased their food. They looked in the place where they stayed the night. 
they finally looked in the temple. And there Jesus was talking to the priests and the Levites. And when Jesus talked, they listened because Jesus knew so much. And when they talked, Jesus listened because he wanted to know so much more. Then Mary and Joseph asked Jesus the question all parents ask their children. Why did you do this? And he had a very strange answer. He said, did you not know I had to be in my father's house? They did not know. They didn't understand. Their house was back in Nazareth at the carpenter shop where Joseph worked. They didn't understand, but they didn't forget. And Jesus went back with them to Nazareth, and he continued to grow. Now, when Jesus was about 30 years old, he went to the Jordan River, where John, his cousin, was baptizing. Look, you can barely see John. He was a wild man. But Jesus came up to John, and when they were face to face, it was as though John saw Jesus for the very first time. And Jesus said, baptize me. But John said, no, you are the Messiah the chosen one, you should be baptizing me. But Jesus said, no, Scripture says you come before me and prepare the way. You must baptize me. So John and Jesus went into the waters of the Jordan, and Jesus went down into the chaotic, dark waters. And when he came back up into the light, there were people that day who said they saw a dove that came close to Jesus. And there were other people that day who said they heard a voice that said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. After Jesus was baptized, he went back across the Jordan River into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights to find out more about who he was and what his work was supposed to be. So Jesus went back across the Jordan into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and there was very little food to eat. And Jesus was trying to decide more about who he was and what his work was to be. And one day, a voice came, and the voice said, I know you're hungry. Look at these stones. If you are really God's son... Turn these stones into bread so you have something to eat. But Jesus said, no. To be truly human, we must have more than bread to eat. And then it was as though Jesus was on top of the temple. And he could see the whole city of Jerusalem. And the voice said, why don't you jump off and see if God will send his angels to catch you before you hit the stones? But Jesus said, no, we do not need to test God. 
And then it was though Jesus was on top of the highest mountain of the world. And the voice said, look, you can see the kingdoms of the world. If you will follow me, I will make you king of all these kingdoms. But Jesus said, no, I'm to be a king, but not that kind of king. And then Jesus left the desert and began his work. But what was Jesus' work? Jesus' work was to come close to people, especially people who no one else wanted to be close to. Look how close Jesus is to this blind man. He's so close, his fingers are touching his eyes. When Jesus came close to people, they could see things they had never seen before. And they could do things that they had never done before. When Jesus came close to people, they became well. And Jesus also told parables. He told the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the great pearl. And finally, Jesus knew he had to become a parable. And so he headed back, headed to Jerusalem for the very last time. Jesus headed back to Jerusalem at the time of the Passover, and there were people from many, many different lands who were in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And they talked, and they thought that Jesus was coming to become king, but they weren't paying attention. Jesus didn't ride into Jerusalem on a great white horse. He wasn't carried into Jerusalem by the Roman soldiers. He was riding a donkey. And the donkey didn't even belong to him. He had to borrow it. But still, there were people on that Sunday who put palm branches, waved palm branches and laid them on the street, which was a sign of the king. Now, on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Jesus went to the temple and taught. And at night, he went to the <clears throat> um, olive the Garden of Gethsemane, in order to pray and to be with his disciples. One day, when he was teaching in the temple, he saw an old woman, and she came forward, and she, he said, Look, she is about to put a coin in the money box. Listen, can you hear anything? But no one could hear anything. It was the smallest of coins, and it made no noise. But there was a rich man who came, and he had so much money to put in the money box that he had to have help carrying it. And it clanged and rang and made lots of noise as it went into the money box. And Jesus asked, he said, I wonder who gave more money, the woman who gave everything she had or the rich man? Some people said the rich man gave the most money. Others said it was the old woman the temple guards decided 
that they would arrest Jesus on Thursday. But on Thursday, Jesus was nowhere to be found. And Thursday evening, Jesus and the disciples walked through the dark streets of Jerusalem to a house, and they climbed the stairs to an upper room. And there they celebrated their last supper together. And after they had had everything they wanted to eat, Jesus took bread, and he gave thanks to God, and he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said something like, any time you break this bread and share it, I will be with you. And then he took the cup of wine, and he gave thanks to God, and he shared it with his disciples and said something like, any time you share this wine, I will be with you. After supper, Judas got up quickly and left the room. Jesus and the disciples sang a hymn, and then they went to the Garden of Gethsemane at the Mount of Olives, where Jesus went off to pray. And when he came back to his disciples, Judas came out of the darkness, and he greeted Jesus with a kiss. That was a sign for the temple guards to come and arrest Jesus. And they came out of the shadows, and they took Jesus away. And the disciples disappeared into the darkness as well. Thursday was a very confusing night, but the next day they took Jesus out of the city and hung him on the cross, and they crucified him, and Jesus died. That afternoon they took him off the cross, and they put him in a cave as a burial, and they put a large stone in front of the cave. It was very sad. Saturday... It was so quiet that you could almost hear the earth breathe. But early Sunday morning, it was the women who were brave enough to go to the tomb. Even though Jesus had died, they still wanted to be close to him. But when they got to the tomb, they found that it was empty, that Jesus was not there. Somehow, even though he had died, Jesus was still with them. And he's still with us, especially in the bread and the wine. But you can't have the resurrection without the crucifixion. And you can't have the crucifixion, Jesus dying on the cross, without the resurrection, Jesus being with us. And no matter how hard you try... You can't separate the two. And that is a mystery of Easter. And it changes everything. Now I wonder which one of these days, these times in Jesus' life that you like the most. What do you think, Emily? 
when he was born. What do you think, Jackson? When he was born? Oh, the second one? When he was in the temple? Yeah. Bennett? When he was what? When he was born. What do you think? When he was baptized. Let's see, right over there. Anybody else have their favorite part? So here's another question. I wonder which one of these days is the most important. What do you think, Emily? The last one. Why do you think that's the most important? Because it's actually kind of good that he died. Right. What do you think? The birth. Okay, the birth is the most important. What do you think? Oh, when he got off the cross and he could be with everyone every day. What do you think, Bennett? This, this one? Mm, tell me why that's the most important. Because he's giving food and drink to all of us, right? So I have one, another question. I wonder if we can leave out any of these days and still have all the story we need. Hmm. Is there anything we can leave out? There's nothing we can leave out. What do you think, Jackson? Would you like to leave out this one? When he died or when he came back? This one? You want to leave this one out? Hmm. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? I wonder what that would mean for us if we didn't have the resurrection. Hmm. If we didn't have the resurrection, that would be really bad, says Bennett. Hmm. Okay. I wonder where you are in this story. What part of this story is about you? Hmm. Emily, what do you think? The last part. And why is that about you? He's with all of us. That's right. So that's part of you, isn't it? Jesus is part of you. What do you think, Jackson? What part of the story is about you? The second one, when he was in the temple. Why is that about you? Why is, are you a part of that? Is it because we're here in church this morning? Yeah. Bennett, what do you think? Mm, okay. So I have one more question. Since we're not in the godly playroom this morning, I wonder what our work might be for today. Hmm, anybody got any ideas? I wonder if maybe our work could be for us to come to the altar when Father Everett does the Eucharistic um, preparation so that we could see closely. You don't have to come, but if anyone wants to come and see a little bit closer this morning, 
Okay, we'll, we'll call you up during, uh, right after the operatory, okay? Okay, all right. Okay, we'll see if your parents will let you, okay? So I wonder, for the rest of you, what your work might be during these six weeks of Lent. I wonder if this story helps you in your decision of how Lent is going to be with you this year. Yes, Emily? That would be nice if we could go to the godly playroom and do work. But you know what? It's almost time for the Eucharist, and that's when we always come so that we can celebrate the Eucharist together. We break bread and share it with each other.